All right, welcome to uh, Best Worst Podcast Episode 3 for another installment of a bunch of films talked about really quickly in 10 minutes um, <laughs> at the North New Zealand Film Festival. So what have you been uh, seeing of late? And we'll just do... Well, I think straight after we recorded last time was... Um, Martha, went, Marcy, May, Marlene. Yeah, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. I'm, I'm finally remembering that, uh, <laughs> which is good. Um, that was fantastic. I loved it. Have you seen it? I, well, I was there with you. Oh, so, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, um, I really liked it. I had a couple... Cu- couple problems one was a plot problem that we can maybe talk about if we talk more about the yeah, movie yeah. at one point and one was just i've seen way too many films at this festival that oh, use yeah. just drones as the soundtrack oh, and yeah. i just it just that was the one where i snapped um, and and I just felt like it, you know I, it's, it's a minor thing. It's a good film. It's a very good film. People should see it. It's the director's first feature. First and, feature and, and is and a very good like first a, feature. Like a season to a tour, really. He wrote and directed. It was based off a short that he won some award at Cannes for uh, in 2010, um, yeah. and uh, structurally it was fantastic. Like the way because she gets thing from the cult and she's um, her mental stability is kind of in question, and then she goes into flashback mode. But it, it, it's her mental it reminded me of Keen and the logic right, against Keen yeah. in that um, his mental state was the structure of the film and the tone of the film it was yeah the, the moving back and forth worked really well yeah. and um, there's an interesting line which has I, I actually helped the film grow in my mind actually since I've seen it with it's like did you ever try to figure out if something's a dream or a memory and you can't yeah. tell and yeah, that's yeah. Um, Adds, adds, adds some ambiguity. I'm still trying to decide if that's interesting ambiguity or annoying ambiguity. Well, I, think it's, I think it's interesting ambiguity because really yeah. you can't you, you, you can't tell if she actually doesn't remember any of that stuff and the memory is, is kind of her experience and then sliding into mayhem, personal right. may, emotional mayhem, or whether she kind of just doesn't want to tell or, you know. Or if those yeah. lighter, lighter scenes where the yeah. cult... Uh, actions escalate are actually meant to yeah. be dreams. Anyway, we've got a lot more yeah, films and right. not much more time. Um, Troll Hunter, is that on your list? Yes. What do you think? Oh, Troll Hunter was pretty average. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it. I've heard not. Uh, it was about uh, it. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't schedule it for a festival. Um, but in terms of a night out with some mates just to see a monster film, it was okay. I thought the trolls weren't actually too bad themselves. Um, but the plot, di- uh, um, dialogue, characters, pretty crappy. You know, so. Very average. Fair enough. Um, I caught up with page one, which you had seen uh, prior, yes. and that was kind of same place you're at on that very surface level look at yeah. something. Very entertaining character in David Carr. <coughs> um, what else have you seen? Uh, Let the Bullets Fly. What do you think? <coughs> um, grand scale, epic, very um, very funny. Um, not laugh out loud, but it had it jumped around. All over, tonally, it was all over the place. It was one minute it was Stephen Chow, you know, there was uh, something you could pull straight out of Comfort Hustle or, or something like that. And the next moment it was like very dry setup humour. Um, uh, but they they just had packed so much in there. It just leapt around all over the place. So overall, I think it's a bit of an average kind of experience. But it looks beautiful, and it's there's a lot in there. So I, yeah, I, I would recommend it if something people want a, a, a kind of an action adventure epic Chinese okay. film. Um, speaking about a uh, tone all over the place, which I don't recommend, that would be the woman, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which you weren't at, right? No, no. Yeah, I walked out after forty minutes of it, so um, I, I don't. I don't really want to bash it too Ooh, much. That's a big condemnation. <laughs> I've only walked out of one other festival film and that was Honor of the Knights in 2005 or 2006 and that was in the third minute of them taking off their armor in the dark with no external lights and just a bunch of chinks on the soundtrack and so um, yeah it takes a lot and to be honest if it had been the first weekend of the festival I would have gone with it and um, it just you get to a certain point and you're like the film wasn't working on any level every single film I've seen was so much more well crafted 
and yet at the same time it wasn't bad enough in an interesting way to be a yeah. birdemic or something like that. And you've got limited emotional and and uh, and sort of energy resources at that stage. Yeah, and it was clear that like the provocation scenes were all going to be scored with these intensely loud drones oh, or noises, yeah. so that you know you're feeling something not because you're on an emotional journey with the characters, but because you have a big freaking drone in your ear. Yeah. You know, and I. I was done with it. Okay. Um, yeah. What, what else you got? Uh, I my joy. You you talked about that, didn't you? I did talk about my um, joy, which... and you talked about sort of being a bit confused by the narrative or or by the what was happening. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a bit kind of uh, obscure. Um, I think it was. I, I quite like the cyclical nature of, of the thing. Um, possibly a bit long, um, but I, I enjoyed it. it. Visually, it looked really nice um, and stunning. Yeah, and had yeah, just a kind of ambled along but had some really really nice sort of cyclical playing back through spaces physical spaces and then characters repeating actions from others and stuff which was like I, I found quite interesting yeah I mean my confusion with my joy was just I didn't realize that the character in the second half was the same just as the character in the, in the first, first half, half. Yeah. and that um, well, the and now that I put change yeah that's, that's the other reason I walked out of the woman because I was getting so angry at myself that I had skipped a second viewing of my joy to see uh, that movie of all things yeah, yeah. you know um, I saw um, tabloid as well speaking of things <laughs> yep. to end um, I, I think I liked it a lot more than you did. I mean, uh, um, no, it's, it's grown on me. Uh, yeah. Like I, I, I really enjoy tabloid, and that I really enjoy Errol Morris. Yeah. And and like when I say when I compare it to an extended version of First Person, that's not an insult because I really enjoyed First Person um, when I went and saw the First Person series when it came in oh, whenever it was two thousand. Um, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and so I thought this was really good. I don't. It's not his best work for me, but. I still really love it. You know, like if you said, "Is there a documentary that you would have got to?" I would still have that on the list. Yeah, it's um, it's still in my probably in my top three or four for the festival right oh, now. Wow. Um, and um, I top ten it. I yeah. yeah, I I just think. I think tabloid is not only incredibly entertaining, but there's actually a lot of interesting stuff going on about um, the nature of identity and questions mm. like that. That would probably, if it was a much more serious case, people would be. You know, stroking their chins about the deep statements yeah, that Earl yeah. Morris is making about identity, yeah. but because it's so ludicrously entertaining, it just that just stuff kind of goes by while you're waiting yeah. for the next twist and turn. But it's definitely there, and he's definitely made something of it. I think. Okay, um, Tyrannosaur. Didn't see. Okay, um, so that was the uh, uh, directorial debut of Paddy Considine. Um, I really loved it. Um, social realist sort of stuff that um, I know isn't your cup of tea. Um, it was. You think it transcends the genre or no? Uh, no, but it's a very solid effort. Like he, the characters are really well um, drawn, um, very true to life. Not no sort of sugarcoating or, or or big kind of resolutions at the end. There's a lot of small wins and people um, discovering warmth in each other, but at the same time realizing that they've got their own issues and they're a bit messed up. Um, it reminded a little bit because he del- he I think came up with um, Shane Meadows, who's done a lot of festival stuff. Um, remind me a little bit of Shane Meadows, but Shane Meadows has. Uh, always has a dose of whimsy in his films, and um, and there was no whimsy in this. There was warm moments, but no whimsy. It was, but, but it was good, solid effort. Um, speaking of Shane Meadows, a director that got compared to him for the first third of the film was um, Ben Wheatley with Kill List. Oh yeah, uh, which manages to cross into at least three different genres in its running time, and um, is yeah one of my favorites of the festival. Yeah. Um, it it I walked out and I was like. I don't know if that all fits together. And then um, the next morning I woke up and, and it was the first movie of the festival that had been in my brain the next mm. morning. And then I slowly realized how all the puzzles, pieces of the puzzle fit. And um, 
it's it's a movie with a lot of secrets and not one that I want to spoil, but one that I really recommend people who can take R18 violence and uh, like um, well, hopefully it comes like some back. thought on their films. Check out, yeah, yeah. Hope so. What else is on yours? Um, I did the artist cinema, which was like um, uh, ten shorts from artists. Um, tasked with making cinema so four of them were from New Zealand um, and six from overseas it, it was a it was a mishmash really um, there was if you like um, experimental art film there's something there for you um, there were a few bits and pieces that I liked um, a friend Alex Monteith had uh, had a short in there which was um, I really liked the contrast and she was filming a high speed motorcycle guy doing a wheelie on um, a two and a half K wheelie um, on Mirawai Beach um, right. and but instead of having this like real high speed sort of camera work on it, she had a fixed camera position, held I think, handheld, but fixed um, at a point, just slowly watching this thing come across the across the sand from a far away. So it was just a speck that you kind of see was moving. Some people walking in the background, kind of thing, in okay. the foreground, in front of that, until it slowly came up and then then went quite close to the camera, past um, just two and a half minutes. It's pretty cool. Um, there's a few others, but I'm not gonna go into them. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, did, did you see the Turin horse in the end or no? No, I didn't. Um, it's easily the most masterful film I've seen at this festival. Um, it's the opposite of transcendental cinema. Um, if you see, if you ma- imagine beautiful films where the camera work lifts you up and and such, this one just drags you down with the protagonists as things get worse and worse, and as you spend real time with them. Mm. Um, and so I'm really at a loss. It's I'm really glad I saw it, and it's an amazing film. But it's really difficult for me to recommend to most people. But um, even yeah, I, I think it's a pretty specialized audience that will love it. But I mean, I've talked to another person who feels like there's no other film that compares to it. And I think on a level of filmmaking mastery, that's probably quite true, actually. Um, it does what it it does what it does very successfully. It's just that what it does is not a very pleasant experience. Another it does it is what it is. It does what it does is uh, hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> yes, that famous do- <laughs> double feature of the Turin horse and hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> um, I, now, what does the shotgun symbolize? Um, it symbolizes uh, death to bad people. No, I think it actually just symbolizes <laughs> it a shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. It's actually it's, they're both kind of um, yeah. That's not really a symbol. It's more an actual physical working. <laughs> It's it's a love letter to cinema. I think I tweeted if your definition of cinema is trauma and 1990 Bronx Warriors, <laughs> yeah. and um, I just love the oversaturated photography, yeah, yeah. the real one liners. I, 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 I got into fun. it by the end, but that was doing my head and right at the start. I was like, oh, it's hard to look at. But um, oh, Rick Howe, fantastic. Um, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. I mean, it does in that it it it's, it enjoys itself, but it it's nothing more or nothing less than what it is a piece of grindhouse. Trash cinema with death and guts and yeah. nasty things going on, but done yeah. done well. Yeah. Speaking of d- death and guts and nasty things going on, I saw the devil. Um, which uh, did you see? I saw the devil. No, it's um, it's one brutal little film. Um, I probably the hardest sit that I've had, but um, a, a incredibly technically well done film mm. and. Um, it keeps you hooked for two hour and 20 minute runtime through what is basically yeah. just a cat and mouse game of brutal revenge upon brutal revenge <laughs> upon brutal revenge. It's just going straight jet black into the abyss. And um, Kim Ji-Woon directs amazing set pieces yeah. in it. Um, 
Yeah, it's it, it's a really well done film, oh, cool. and um, but yeah, it's have to keep an eye uh, out for that. Pretty result. dark, yeah. Uh, I think we got okay. four minutes till okay. our next film starts. Okay, so. last one. Okay, last circus. Last circus you caught oh, up. Oh my yes. goodness, that was so fantastic. Um, I, yeah, it started off as kind of like this kind of slightly weird, not low not low budget, but kind of a, a low low budget ish kind of thing um, feature about a creepy clown and and his um, bad circus relationships and and then it just went completely weird and crazy and awesome. Now that's my kind of messed up man. I, yeah. <laughs> weird stuff happening, animals falling out of the sky, yeah, you, you name it. <laughs> Best sound effect of the festival. Um, and I won't spoil that. And that's our bell. So we're about to see Once Upon a Time in Anatolia and um, we'll be back again shortly with uh, more reports on what we've seen. See Excellent. Ya. See you later.